Already rolling. Already of course, rolling. he's already oh, rolling. He's yeah. already rolling. Already rolling. Been rolling it through. We've been Josh rolling all the way. Now we've yeah. got this. Um, uh, the best coffee in um in Penrith. Is it hey. is it decaf? Oh no! Man. Oh, cool, this good. Is, this is loaded. This loaded. is fully loaded. All right. As long as it's not decaf. All those decaf lovers out there. Dude, um, uh, in this household where uh, writers, directors, and um, uh, producers, uh, this whole house has a vein of coffee running oh, through it. Oh, yeah. Morning coffee routine. Siggy, coffee, and a shit. Now take your day going. <laughs> well, I've cut back on the Siggies, actually. I only um, uh, smoke when I drink these days. Oh, yeah. Socials? Socials. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. yeah. Um, socials and um, uh, OPs. Ah, oh, nice. Try to, I try to be the OP supplier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I don't always be an asshole. Uh, but it's a good thing uh, that there's, my smokes get smoked by other people more than I smoke them. Well, that's good. That's a good thing. Yeah, you yeah, just run out of money. <laughs> yeah, well, I limit the. I, I buy a pack a week, maybe, maybe a bit longer. I've seen worse. Pack a week's alright. Man, I've done a pack a day before. Back in, the, back in the day. Back in the day. Yeah, man. When I was overseas, man, um, I was getting a packet of cigarettes, 40, 40 pack of Horizon Ooh. for twelve bucks. Twelve bucks. Yeah. No, no, no. For a carton. Where was this? Philippines? <laughs> yeah, and no, I was in um, Southeast Asia, yeah. Oh, that's why it's so yeah, cheap. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I was over there for six months, so you couldn't afford not to smoke. Oof, six months. Mm. Oh. I saved a fortune by smoking that much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, nah. Got to go. <laughs> Just for the ciggies. <laughs> yeah, totally, man, totally. Um, but man, um, yeah, so the best coffee in Penrith. Uh, I've got Jan on here today. Hello, hello. How you going, buddy? Uh, how, how are you liking your coffee, man? Thank you. Yeah, man, it's the it's the shiznit. It's all about the grind. It's all about the. Uh, Wait, is it store or did you get it from like a a, a cafe? No, I've got a machine upstairs, man. I've got an espresso machine. Oh, espresso. Is it, is it a Breville or does it automatically it's a, make? It's a DeLonghi. I don't actually know which what is, that is. Which is the competitor to Breville at that level. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. I've got yeah, a Breville yeah. at home. That shit goes off. Self-tapping or is it you've got to tamper it yourself? I've got to tamper it myself. Yeah, yeah. What um, about what about the pour, though? Do you, do you, How does it grind? Oh, it depends on like, the thickness of the grind. But I'll get like... Does it auto-grind? Like, it'll grind it for yeah, you. Yeah, auto-grind. Then you grind. compress it and then you yeah. take it off and then put it, put yeah, it on. Yeah, yeah. That's what i got. Oh, wicked. They're yeah, the yeah. best. And milk frother on the side? Yeah, that's right. Oh. That's the one. We've got the same thing, yeah. but different different uh, sides of the fence. People come to me and say, like, oh, I've got a real coffee machine because I've got an espresso machine that you put the pot in. I was like, that's not fucking real. That's not real. It's also bad for the environment, man. Exactly. Yeah. Why do you need the aluminium capsule? Why don't you can just self-tamper yeah. uh, it yourself? Those machines collect all so many cockroaches. They do, man. Yeah, and next minute, you're like, oh, why does this taste like oh, shit? Man. And you keep drinking it, and you find out six months later, you've been drinking roaches. Um, one of my professions <laughs> is um, uh, being a building manager, right? Yeah. So I look after um, such things. Now, everything from plumbing to IT. Nice. One of the things I look after is coffee and the oh. waste that those things make. Because I look after two mm. versions of coffee machine. Stuff that uses beans, the packet is the waste. And, in fact, the coffee grinds I give to a organization that turns it into biofuel. Oh, wicked. Yeah, yeah. But the coffee pods, uh, we recycle them, but they go back to the... Co- I won't say the company, but they go back to the company and then they come back, right? Nice. So, uh, man, environmental impact is huge. The amount yeah. of energy that goes into making those pods mm. is... Because aluminium smoldering, man. Yeah. Think about that. Jesus. I suppose it's the same for cans, though, right? Yeah, true that. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, we used to have a bloke, uh, he'd take our coffee grind and use it for his compost, mm. for his worms. Mm. I was like, oh, shit, why, why am I not doing this? They're really good for snails as well, man. Yeah. They, they, snails hate it. 
So we we throw it around the strawberry patch. Ah, yeah, I've got a strawberry patch out really? the front. Really, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that idea. Thank you. Yeah, man, I've actually watched the uh, the mass snail migration in my driveway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, there was, there was all these, because we threw out the coffee grounds for the first time and all the snails just picked up and left and moved across the driveway and I was watching the exodus, man. It was hilarious. Oh. I, sh- I should have filmed it. it, was, it was Mate, that'd funny. be wicked. Back, background music? Yeah, oh, yeah. that's sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, need, I don't know what the right TikTok would be for that. I don't know. Are you on TikTok, man? Oh, uh, TikTok. Are you a talker? I, I, <laughs> Are you uh, a ticker? <laughs> I am a bit of a TikToker, but I never really got into it until like the start of the year. Because originally I never wanted to touch it because I was like, nah, nah, bugger that. Mm-hmm. But I ended up getting into it because I started doing YouTubing. Yeah. And um, How long have you been a YouTuber for? Oh, I was a YouTuber. <laughs> I was. <laughs> Still are. Um, you got to do both. I do everything. Yeah. So it kind of started oh, about six months ago. I said, I'm bored. Mm-hmm. I've kind of, you know, done the stuff I want to do. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, no worries. You can take it with you, man. Just take yeah, it with you. Where you go, wherever you go, just take the mic. Take it home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was um, sitting on the side of the bed. I said, you know what? Let's make cooking videos. Yeah. I fucking love cooking. I'm a bit of a meal prep fiend. Okay. Meal prep like breakfast, lunch, and dinner for like four years now to save the money. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought, you know, these are actually all right. So let's make some videos. And uh, after a lot of uh, experimentation, buying a camera for the first time, mm-hmm. um, I got into it. I made oh, the channel. It's still on YouTube. If you want to go check it. it out, yeah, it's a bit hey going. Um, it's called Easy Prep. Yeah, yeah, Easy but, Prep. Easy Prep with the Z, E Z Y, and then Prep. And um, I started just making videos and experimenting with a bunch of shit. I never knew how fucking hard it was. It's very hard to do video production. Man. It is so hard. Mm. It's like just to put an introduction or just anything. Mm-hmm. It's so difficult, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I thought it was a walk in the park, but it's not. It's bloody hard. Yeah, because you need a script, mm. a purpose. Yeah, that's that's one of the hardest things before you even get to it. Because you, you're talking, to, I think you're talking about the whole enchilada, right? Yeah. But so then you've got the production of it itself. Mm. So then you've got to capture the thing that you wrote. Yeah. And you've got to get in the right frame. Mm. In the right... It has to be in focus. Yeah. You need to get the sound capture. Mm. Then you need to do that in a administrative way that it's easy to edit. Mm. And that's just the intro. Yeah. <laughs> that's just the intro. And I'll be like... Haven't even got to the body yet. Yeah. And I'm running around the counter. I'm like, bloody hell. The introduction looks shit. And then the ISO's out or the... the it's a whole... I ended up doing a video... Oh, it took me like two hours to do. Mm. Whole thing was in blur, so I had to redo the whole thing. And I was like, "This is garbage." And uh, I eventually ended up some like making some good ones. But once you turn that camera on, it's like game on. Yeah. And your whole just everything goes out of the door, and you're just blabbering at this camera. Mm. And then you edit it, and you're like, "Oh my gosh!" Scripting. What, what was I doing? Scripting and um, a structure. The structure mm. is one of the hardest things to learn. I remember when I first... Um, the thing that I was really first exposed to doing this was voiceovers. So I'd have to do a voiceover for a promotion. Oh. And I look back at my old voiceovers and the scripts that I wrote for them and they're fucking garbage, man. <laughs> they are fucking horrible. <laughs> like, um, the ones I write now are mad. Like, yeah. um, I, you know, I can sell them. Nice. Um, but, uh, yeah, when you start out, man, it's quite rickety, man, because there's yeah. a lot that goes into it. I refer to it as the intersection of art. Mm. You, there's all these intersections. You can't just be one thing. You have to be 
12 things yeah. to get it done. Yeah, it's uh, it's so much like learning on the job. Mm. It's like, oh, I'll do a few YouTube tutorials and, and it just went through another video, another, another, another. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like a lot harder than I bloody thought. Yeah. Maybe Not even transcoding though. What format is it in? How can you publish it? Yeah. And then like, you've got to publish it and then how do you market it? What software do I use? Mm. And how much is that software going to cost? Can yeah. I afford it? And then you end up using stupid softwares that are online in bloody America and you're paying US money. And then you figure out it's so shit. So you got to do another subscription, more emails, more bullshit. And you're like, is this right for me? Well, I know this sounds terrible, but when I started out, it was all pirated. All the software I learned on was pirated software. Nice. Um, and I did it on Macs that I would refer to as what you would call a Hackintosh. So it's not a Macintosh. It's a PC that's made into a Mac. Uh, so it'd have a Mac OS on it, but it's a Hackintosh, and then you would upload it with all the, you know, all the goodies that you would get off, um, mm. you know, back in the day it was Pirate Bay and Kickass Torrents, right? Oh, so you get all that, you get all of that software. But as soon as I became a practitioner, where I was making money, and I'm like, now I can afford the licenses. Yeah. But for video editing, man, I totally recommend it. What are you? Are you on PC or Mac? Um, PC boy. Yeah, I never okay. got into Mac. Just nah. I'll stay like Apple on my phone, but. Mm. Oh, I, I can do both. I can do both, but I, I swear by the Mac. The Mac yeah. is so intuitive. Everyone says that. Once you get on the Mac, you can't go back. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, mm, I'm a PC boy all the way. Yeah, it doesn't have the same uh, key commands. The key commands for editing are everything. I think I just it's just the the design of it. I just, I'm just so used to PC. If I went to Mac, it's like starting all over again. It is for the first oh, 20 hours. The first 20 hours it is, because even closing a window, right? If you're in Windows, you've got to go to the top right to close a window. Yeah. In a Mac, it's on the top left. Oh, what the hell? So, you, everything's sort of backwards, right, on a Mac. Oh, so, okay. your brain goes when you start using... When you go from a PC OS to a Mac OS, your brain kind of goes, man, this is literally back to front, <laughs> right? Even at a subconscious level, you think that. Yeah. But when you start using it, you realize that it is quite intuitive. But Macs will adapt to the way that you use computing. Okay. They're very intuitive. Like, I can't express that enough. PCs are more customized. You can customize them yeah, explicitly. Yeah, the shit out of it. Yeah. The, to the imagination's end. Mm. Can't really do that with a with a Mac. Yeah, because it's kind of restricted. Yeah, it's all yeah. in a box. But that box is a smart box, and it will adapt to you, and you adapt yeah. to it. It's, the it, only thing I kind of wish I had, like if I had a Mac... Just transferring photos. Mm. Transferring photos to an Apple phone to an Apple. Oh Airdrop, my baby. It's so bullshit easy. With a PC, I'm like, oh, there's a bloody cord and then the cord doesn't want to connect or the something doesn't want to work mm. or, oh, you got to put it in PDF. I'm like, I just want to send one bloody photo. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, even my watch, right? Got a Mac, you got the uh, Apple Watch, right? It is linked to all my shit. So it knows where I am all the time. Oh, and wow. I, 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 I'm literally plugged in 24 hours a day. Uh, yeah, well, you know how you type your password into a computer? Oh, yeah. My, my watch is my passport. Oh. So I walk up to it and it goes, G'day, Ross. <laughs> it knows me straight up. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. And, and um, it, I, the good thing about it as well, I, I take metrics out of it. I figure out, Apple's really good at this. They will show you how often you use your machine. Like in, in your phone, right? It'll, it'll do, it'll yeah, do they do it like once a week. That's all you've been on your phone for too bloody long. <laughs> well, it also does it for your computer use ah. tells you how long you're on Final Cut for tells you how long you're on Premiere Pro for tells you how long you were editing for because you have all these stats and you can look at them over the week and go this is how much this is how often I'm doing creative work 
this is how often I'm doing uh, watching videos on Netflix. Uh, like because everything is yeah. linked it's all yeah. linked so you can mo- you can mine your own data well I wouldn't want that because if the missus sees it then she's not going to be a very happy chappy oh mate <laughs> if uh, my my usage in the in social media I complain about it all the time too like I there's parts of me that hate social media oh me too I hate it but um, for someone that hates social media you're on it quite a lot I'm quite on it a lot yeah um, I you know, I, I make and 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 create content every day mm. and publish every day. Yeah. Across, you know, twelve channels, man. <laughs> like wow. I'm plugged in. Yeah, you're plugged in, all right. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, man. Here we are making content right now. Yeah, I know. Bloody hell. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I make about a hundred hours of content a year, maybe more. Wow. Maybe more. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh yeah, man. Hey, we haven't done the intro yet. Oh shit! Yeah. We're straight into this podcast, straight into man. This we, bloody podcast. We should go. We should go and do an intro. What do you reckon? Yeah, yeah. Let's go to an intro. Let's go. <laughs> let's crack it. And welcome to the Pagey Train. Today, I have in the studio with me, Leon Deltroy. That's it. Got Good it day, right. guys. Deltry. Yep, that's Deltroy. the one. So Deltroy. Nice to see you guys. Um, a photographer. Yeah. Artist at heart. Welcome yeah. To the show. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Man, we totally burst in already. Um, but what? I guess um, I wanted to pivot to the intro so I can get to. Um, why photography, man? Like, what is it about photography that draws you in? Like, everyone's got a phone in their pocket yeah. today. Everyone's a photographer, mm, per se, yeah. air quotations. Yeah, the new phones are pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It scares me with the new phones. <laughs> um, came out of nowhere. Like, from YouTube cooking to just like, oh, this is shit. Um, it came out of nowhere. I had a mate, and he says, oh, I said, oh, I got a 21st, and I got invited. I said, oh, wicked, you know? And um, I asked him, I said, oh, do you have a, a photographer? for the party he says yeah yeah I said oh can I do it for free mm. he says oh I've already paid a guy and he says oh the last guy I had he was shit and he says mm. I'll let you do it for free I said wicked awesome he says Great. you're invited as a guest already so I have as many beers as you want and I said done so I ran around this party uh, I think it was like 70 odd in a house party drinking beers taking shots I spent literally my week's worth of money paycheck gone see you later no money to my name mostly yeah and I spent all my money on a, like a flash attachment on my camera mm-hmm. and uh, literally just learnt on the night. I kind of had a bit of experience with the camera, yeah. but like the flash attachment and all that, didn't have bloody clue. So I'm here taking photos, bang, 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 bang. I ended up oh, sending him about 600 photos, oh, yeah? finished product, and he loved it. He says, man, these are wicked. And I was like, me too, these are awesome as. Mm. And um, here we are, from word of mouth, in the local town, I've done, I'd say about five, five, six, just starting. I've only been doing it for oh, about two months to maybe three almost. Oh, man, so you're super green. Oh, That's I'm great. I'm super green. And I'm actually getting, like, paid. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've made a week's worth of pay in two nights. And I was like, what am I doing? This is wicked. Why did I not start this ages ago? Like, I mean, you just blow my mind, like, because uh, like I've been like doing media for you know uh, close to fifteen years, been mm. a musician for twenty five years. Mm. Um, there is a um, industry boom going on at the moment, right? Really? Yeah, man. Well, it's that's hard, good. It's hard to get people. Wow. It's hard to get photographers. It's hard to get videographers. I tried to find someone like Penrith, and I was like, where are they? They're all working. They're all busy. Like I, I like in my own business, man. I'm turning work away. I've had, I can't schedule yeah, it. Yeah. Um, I went... Uh, like Which is crazy. I refer it to a mate. Like, yeah. you go, hey, here's a guy who can help you. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. I'm keeping the cream of the crop and then going, oh, man, I, I don't need this job. Uh, give it to old mate. 
Yeah, yeah why not? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely booming. Totally. It's crazy. And uh, To hear a photographer getting paid, um, uh, like, initiated into the industry, man, that's like pretty so rare. so quick. And I didn't even see it coming. I just thought, you know what, let's see, I'm not, I was never a photo guy or a phone guy. I was more like, let's stay on the farm and just chill out, mm. do my own thing. And it just came out of nowhere. It was just a click. And I was like, oh, bloody hell, this is all right. I get to walk around at a club, have fun, listen to good music, take some shots, meet mm. some people. See some hotties, and I was like, "Wicked, done. I'm happy." And go home at the end of the night, have a beer. Yeah, man. And um, yeah. So I've done. Man, I've got a gig for you. Do you want a gig? Yeah, I'm keen. Yeah, come to Maine the West, man. I'll, I'll, I'll hook out. Yeah, I'm. Could keen. always use another photographer. Yeah, I love running around. I just can't help it. I'm a bit of a social butterfly when it comes to partying. And I thought, well, I'm I'm a social butterfly sober. So let's just do it let's with a camera. Do, yeah, man. Well, yeah. it's funny you say that, man. Like, well, straight up, man, because I have I work with a lot of photographers. I, I call you guys snappers, by the way. Oh, work with a lot of wicked. snappers, right? Because when I because I run a um, a film festival. Yeah. And what you want on a red carpet is a whole bunch of snappers. Mm. So it's not just about me getting the content. It's also about the filmmakers' experience walking down a red carpet with someone yeah. with a camera in their face, right? Yeah. Because they're filmmakers. They want a camera in their face, right? They do. They love it. But the ones that are hard to get are in the moment of, like, and what you're talking about is, like, uh, in a club, you've got to be a social butterfly to convince people yeah. to be a part of your mm. uh, photo mm. or have the trust in the room to go around and float and get shots. Yeah. Those candid shots, those action shots are so key in a good night. And you kind of got to pick the crowd. I'm like, mm, are they going to stab me if I take a photo? Or they're going to be like, oh, this guy's wicked. I've seen some of your nightclub stuff. That, it's totally possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's bloody possible. And uh, you put a funny shirt on. Like, I went to one of the local towns here and I put this shirt on. Mm. And I thought, surely, surely, I'm going to stick out like a sore thumb in a crowd. Yeah. And it did. And everyone's like, oh, where's that guy with a sick shirt? And uh, it's just after night, photo, photo, photo. And people asking me for photos. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, wow. And, um, yeah, it's just, there's always like... When I go to the clubs and take some photos or parties, there's always that one crackhead mm. who's just can't get away from me. He's, yeah, like, yeah. he's following me just all night. There's always one. He just loves the camera. Well, there's always that one, but there's always the one that's got the advice. Have you got the advice guy yet? Yeah. He's just, oh, oh yeah. do you know what you should do? What? No, no, but that's what he will say to you. Oh, yeah. He goes, do you know what you should do? You should go on over there and do this show. You go, oh, thanks, buddy. He mm. goes, yeah, what camera are you running there? Yeah, yeah. What, that what, guy. What's your ISO? I'm like, no, 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 no. Bugger <laughs> off, mate. This is my gig. <laughs> yeah, I've had... Um, I always get the advisors. I like him because sometimes I'm taking shots of, I don't know, some hot babe. Yeah. And a family member will come by and be like, oh, son and daughter. Son and daughter, take a photo. And I was like, ooh, there we go. And I'm getting awesome candid shots. Mm. Mum and daughter, father and son dancing. I was like, these are sick. And um, yeah, I was like, I like, I like the advice. All right, I'll give you, I'll give you some uh, sage advice for if you want to come shoot this festival, man. Yeah. The thing that I hate the most in photographs that we get back are photos of backs, oh, people's back. Why? Don't photograph, don't photograph people's back. You're going to have a I face. I can't sell that. Mm. I need a face. Or I need an action shot. Of something stupid or funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it usually has to have a front of somebody yeah. standing in front of something cool. 
Yeah. Or standing in a cool situation. Yeah, exactly. I need to capture the moment. Backs aren't a moment. Backs are you walking into a, a club. Unless she's got a hot ass, but no one wants... <laughs> I see enough asses on TikTok. I want to see a face. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. Well, for promotional purposes from, you know, from someone that wants content that they can put in blogs yeah. or on uh, social posts, you yeah. want faces. Yeah, not asses. And uh, <laughs> don't photograph someone next to a bin. Ooh, I I've done that. that. I I got a wicked one of a guy. I got him free vomiting. <laughs> oh, that's good. And he was like, literally the start. Yeah, that's of an it. action shot that I can handle, mate. I was so proud. <laughs> I was like, this is the best action shot ever. Just vom, just coming out midair. Did you get it before it landed? Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's what you want. I got it like fresh. Yeah, yeah. Fresh. In motion. Yeah, color, beautiful. And I was like, you can practically the- taste the vomit. It's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I could see the beer coming out. I was like, this is such a good shot. I didn't even ask the guy if I could post it. I did it anyway because I was like, "This is just—you can hardly. It's like a half face." Oh yeah, you can't. Comment. It could be anybody. Could be anyone. Could it be anybody. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, "This is this is well spicy. releases in. It's interesting if you're in public space, right? Mm. Yeah, it's public. Uh, anything you can see with your eyes, you can photograph. That's that's the rules. Yeah. If you're in public space, man, you're in public space. Yeah. Uh, you don't need permission to photograph anyone in public space. The only thing that you need permission for really is if you're using for commercial purposes. Ah. If there's kids involved, you'll need a release for the kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you don't don't publish kids, man. Yeah. Unless you've got permission. Mm. Unless there's a target for it. So they're really finicky about that. But adults in public, man? Nah. That's uh that's all that's yeah, available for everyone. Yeah. I took some really nice uh cute like kid shots at the 50th. Like, oh, I'd love to post these, but I'm like, mm, I don't think they would want that. And plus, the you page need, looks yeah, a bit rowdy. Yeah, well, yeah, well, you need contrast, and that's why I recommend as well. Like, since you're starting out, right, is having multiple channels. Have a channel as your yeah. risque channel. Mm. Have a channel that's your your um uh, uh your other professional face. Yeah, I wanted to get into like um. Uh, what would it be called? Baby showers yeah. um, or like housing photography. And I thought I can make a separate channel mm. on Instagram and put it there. And I thought, you know, because if I put a house photo with a club photo, I'm like, what the hell yeah, am I no, looking they're, at? They're different, they're different spaces, yeah, right? exactly. So, but you can still put it at, like as well. Like what I recommend is research into how you can, what we refer to it as, a, as being an aggregate, right? So you need to aggregate all of your content into the right channels. Whether it's photography, music, film, doesn't matter. Mm. You need to put it to where an audience is receptive to it. Um, so, yeah, especially marketing content. So, you could have your personal page where you put all your artistic stuff mm. and then have all have another page where it goes, well, this is my um, professional uh, photography company, but here's my club's photography company, yeah. right? But you can have that under you as the artist, as the banner. Yeah. Well, I was thinking of doing that, but I'm like, oh, then it's like starting all over again. <laughs> no, but you have to, man. Yeah. Like, like, like you when you discovered when you were talking about um, being doing an intro to cooking videos, right? Yeah. All the jobs that you had to do oh, to make that happen. Just for a 10-minute video. Yeah. So much effort. Oh, dude, <laughs> that is the beginning. There's yeah. more to it than that. Like, mm. that's just the intro. Yeah. Like when you start making content on a bigger scale, like there's more nuance that comes into that. Mm. Um, there comes a point like we're like lucky enough where you know for a few years we've been at a point where you have to hire people to do the part that you don't have time to do. Yeah. Um, Hoping to get to that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. Uh, man, it's great to talk to someone that's right. I didn't know how, that you were super green, bro. Um, yeah. It's great to talk to someone like that. Yeah. It really is. It's um, I've just kind of just learnt on the job and just shitloads of YouTube. 
videos. But there's everyone self-taught. There's not much information about clubbing photography, like in-depth clubbing photography. Interesting. There's not much. So instead of doing cooking videos, why aren't you doing how to yeah, film clubbing videos? Yeah, because I'm like, there's so many things I learned on the job that I that didn't. will pick. That's got legs, bro. Surely, that's surely. got legs. Totally. So, yeah, and the, some of the advice they give me, I'm like, the advice they're giving us on social media, it's. Uh, it's old. It's from like 2015. Yeah, but the the, the technology moves faster, right? Yeah. Like I've only recently become a TikToker, right? Mm. Um, where I was like, don't get me wrong. When when I was using the TikTok app, it was it's very intuitive. It's very it's oh, a very good editor. It's so aesthetic. Yeah, I love it. yeah. It's very aesthetic editor, mm. right? That's a great way to put it, actually. Yeah. It's an aesthetic, user friendly editor, and you have a source. The source material you can put music over it. Mm. You get nice filters over it. You can do zooms uh, and cuts. You can make your own little mini video. Totally. Cuts, music. Man. And the music you got on there is nice. All through one device. Yeah. It's and all you don't very have accessible. To, you don't even have to pay for a stupid subscription for music that doesn't have words. It will allow you to download the, uh, the video from TikTok to cross-platform it as well. Yeah, for example, I think Instagram YouTube. and Facebook. Well, Instagram, it will post instantly for you. It will actually connect straight to Instagram. I did that last night. I was like, oh, that's cool as. Yeah, man. I've only done like six so far. I think the reach that I hit on it, like my normal reach per month is anywhere between 1,000 and 5,000. Mm. Uh, I hit 30,000 this month just by doing TikTok. Yeah, and, that's and, and, crazy. And, and bite, yeah, bite-sized integration to your long-form content. Yeah, like uh, they're saying three to five minutes... Or earlier is your hotspot. Yeah, yeah. From what I've known. Oh, there's another fragment in there as well. Um, I'd say 20 to 30 seconds for some bites. Yeah. For sensationalism. Mm. If you like, for instance, if I broke up a piece of this podcast, I go, man, that was a really good line. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll just put that one line in. Yeah. Just a one line. Yeah. Um, but then you go, oh man, that was a good minute of conversation. Mm. Put that in, and then put captions in it. Yeah. Add it, add music to That's it. That's what I love about TikTok because it indices people to like oh that's nice and they're like oh I want to watch the full, full video what's what's next What a, a friend of mine put it to me this way um, if you're running a steakhouse and you go I've got the best steak in town mm. no one knows about it right unless you pay for advertising but another way to pay for that advertising is to cut that steak up into little pieces go out in the street and go try this steak <laughs> it's a little bite size right yeah come to the restaurant try the whole thing that's what TikTok is. Uh, I like that. It's analogy. samples. It's samples, mm. right? You got to sample those things out there. Don't get me wrong. There's the there's other genres that are within the platform, but as a long form content producer, that's that that's an outlook that I encourage people to take. Yeah. If you if you're adverse to the idea, um, understand that you need to break up your content that's long form to get people to come and subscribe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of business into it. With like it is. how to get people enticed to look at it. Marketing. Yeah, marketing. And I was like, oh, analytics. Know, it's it's hard and it's super hard. I've only started. Super hard, dude. I've just realised how <laughs> sh- shit analytics. Uh, I can't even say the word. How shit the analytics are. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's bullshit. It's I think it's fucking unfair. Oh, dude. First video goes off. You're like, oh, that's it. I'm gonna be famous. Next video. Yeah, Three see, views. that's what you call a, a, the initiation bias, right? That's so so you started in the platform and they encouraged you, but then they then you got ranked and you oh, were yeah. displeased with your rank. I got ranked hard. <laughs> but your ranking changes the more you produce. Yeah, and that's it's what a slow burn. Oh, it's a burn. I'm starting to realize it on Instagram. Mm. I got 
Instagram's way harder than any other platform, I reckon. Yeah, first photo got 225 views. Mm. Others, mm, 100, maybe 80. And I'm like, ooh, okay, here comes the grind. Here we go. Yeah, man. And I'm starting to pay and boost ads. Yeah. Doesn't make a difference. Don't boost it, man. If you're that small, it doesn't make a difference. Only boost things that are advertising for you to make money. Okay. Don't boost anything unless it has a profit end to it. It made that you no can difference. offset it. Yeah, that you can offset it. Go, I'm advertising my photo photography business, and out of that um, investment of, adver- of advertisement, I'm going to collect this many users. Mm. You need to have a um, an entrepreneurial approach. Yeah. To boosting your content, otherwise your content should be um, contextually based. That is popular because people like it. Yeah. And that's a slow burn because the, there's two reasons it's a slow burn. You are learning as a content creator. Yeah. So your your content is rudimentary, mm. right? It's going to be naturally bumpy, agile, uh, uh, angular. Yeah. Not quite put together as your competitors. Yeah. And uh, I'm still using, well, I wouldn't say base equipment, but I've still got, you know, I don't have the fanciest bloody gear. Yeah. It's your limitations. I'm limited big time. Just... So, therefore, then you've got to hone your craft, get mm. better at your craft, invest yeah. in yourself, increase yeah. your equipment, yeah. and then you're still going to struggle. Oh, yeah. You'll still That's struggle. That's why uh, with the, the last two clients I had, I kept the, the, the pay low because I was like, mm, I don't have like $6,000 worth of equipment. I, I don't have the right to. So, I... It's called taking the piss. It's called taking the piss. You didn't take the piss. I know, but I was like, oh, no, nah, I can't. Don't take the piss, man. Because it, it might backfire hard. You won't get rehired. No. If you get if you take the piss, and I've come across a man in, in, our, in our workings, if you take the piss, you won't get rehired. Yeah. And I was like, I can't charge someone a big rate from what, as someone who's been doing it for so many years, who has really nice, good equipment, I can't charge the same amount as him because I'm like, I've only been in this like two months, three months. It is what it is. Yeah. So the other guy will bitch and goes, you undercut him. Yeah. Right? They'll bitch about that. But what I say to those that are worried about being undercut, your content should sell itself. If it's worth this value, you should sell it for that value. Yeah. I don't care if I get paid or not. I'm loving it. If you're on the same pay, then I'd see the argument. Yeah. But you'll only get one gig like that. You won't get rehired. Yeah, exactly. You have to pay You have to pay for what the content's worth. Yeah. It's that simple. Mm. Like I, I did a, um, a 21st boat party in Sydney. And I was like, oh... Can I just do it? She invited me as a as a um, uh, a guest. I was mm. like, yeah, yeah, I'll come for sure. And um, I said, oh, can I do your photography? And she's like, oh, but then I got to pay. You. I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I want, I want the exposure. I want yeah. the exposure. And um, she loved them that that much. She actually paid me a week later. She says, hey, the photos are so nice. I'm gonna allow give me, you. allow me to help you. Yeah. So she paid for the night, which I got free beers all night on a boat party, Sydney Harbour. And then you got paid. And yeah, and I was like. That paid for my ticket on the bus and on the uh, the boat party. I was like, that's a free night. Well, what you want to do, man, the, 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 the first time I bought new equipment and then I paid for the equipment off the next gig, that was a mad feeling because now it was cost neutral. And the second gig, you realize I'm now in positive growth on this camera. I'm so excited for that moment of time. Man, I've got to tell you, that's a good goal to have. Mm. Go, oh man, what's your dream camera? How many gigs do you have to do to get that dream camera? And how yeah. many gigs do you have to do to reconcile, uh, re- reconcile that camera? 
Yeah, I've already paid half of my, or I think just over half my equipment, mm. and it's a bloody good feeling. I'm like, oh, I didn't even have to pay for that uh, flash attachment. It's mm. for free. I, you know, got it myself. But you know, it's really cool starting like watching the numbers go up. You're like, oh, lit! I'm actually making money, and it's a hobby. Mm. But it could be a business in the future. But I've kept it a hobby to keep myself always operated like a business, regardless. Yeah, you, it's you, turning into it though. Well, dude, uh, the fir- the next thing you're going to run into is what we call the imposter monster. Ah. You shit. No one likes your work. I'll be waiting for that. I'm so you're gonna excited. Say, you're going to say you're, you're going to say this to yourself, man. Mm. You, you're your worst enemy, right? After yeah. longevity, because you got the excitement and the romance of the, of the beginning, right? Honeymoon stage. When the honeymoon stage is over, man, you're going to reflect and go. This is what, and you look at what other competitors are doing. You're like, they're doing this, and he's got this camera. And how do you get this opportunity? My advice to you in that is concentrate on yourself. Yeah. Understand that the imposter monster is a liar. <laughs> you aren't shit. You are good. Getting there. And you understand that, that you have your value, and that value has a potential to increase. And yeah. that is by increasing your skill set and your gear. Mm. That's, that's how you do that. Yeah. Time is everything. The only thing you can steal legitimately is time. If you go and steal money, it's illegal, right? Yeah. You, you, can steal, you can steal time, man. YouTube's yeah. a good way to steal time. Do it times and a half. Yeah. Do you, do you watch your YouTube you know, videos in real time? Um. Do it times and a half, man. Yeah. Steal the time. Steal the time. It takes you five minutes to learn it. No, it takes you three and a half minutes to learn it. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Serious a heart attack, man. Steal the time. It's <laughs> no law against it. Yeah, so it's um, it's free. I think I'm slowly coming out of the honeymoon stage. I think, I think yeah, this week I've kind of realised. I said, okay, I've got no more clients coming up. Mm-hmm. Dry spell. Dry spell. I had, I had two. I had to cancel two in one weekend because I was away for the weekend. Mm. They're both located in Sydney in a club, and I was like, where did these come from? Mm. And now I've got nothing, but that's okay. Yeah, well, the, the thing is, sometimes you got to run with the momentum, right? Sacrifice is the is the hardest thing, man. Like you could have foregone what you were doing just to do that gig. Yeah, I could have. Because it would have bounced you to another gig, right? Mm. Yeah, could have. And I was like, oh bugger! I was like, I can't miss this one. I've got to go. Choices. So family choices are the hardest one, man. Because mm. you go, oh, I've got to be around my family for this. I can't miss this. Mm. The people that all anyone that suffers out of any artist's life is their family. Because you are detracted from the time. Yeah. hope to get the money. It's so hard because it's always Friday nights or, we, or like Saturday nights. I'm like, oh, those are me time. times. So, but it's, you know. Yeah, sacrifice. I hardly have a life. Here we are. We're already in reflection, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah this, is the, this is the imposter monster. We'll yeah. sneak in and tell you to get out. No way. I'm too busy. i got three jobs. I yeah. can't stop now. So. Yeah, fucking oath, man. Yeah. Why would you stop now? You're at the yeah. start. Yeah, I work six days a week. I don't have time to just muck around. I've got to get shit done. Well, Photos. I, I, I can tell you this, man, that the ratio changes as you, as you progress. Mm. Your ratio will change, but don't be aware of your changing environment and your changing um, uh, ratio of work. Mm. If you've got free time, like if you, for instance, if you do drop all of your jobs just yeah. to do photography, how hard would you have to work to get a gig? Oh, so hard. That's the ratio. Mm. How, how backtrack from that? Yeah. What, how how far are you willing to go? Mm. Are you willing to go Kurt Cobain living in the back of your Datsun to eat cheese to eventually <laughs> make forty million dollars, or yeah. you're going to have a full time job and servicing your hobby that eventually will take off? Yeah. So I'm kind of like stuck between that. I was like, oh, 
Should I keep it a hobby and just do it for fun and see what happens and put time and effort into it? Like posting more photos, creating more content. Um, or would I just drop everything and just go straight into it? But yeah. then I thought, oh, it's a bit tricky. You gotta live, you gotta live. Yeah. I in love the, the adventure. Yeah, well, it. in this country, man, you have to come up with a hybrid model, right? Hmm. Um, I've been at times in my career where I've quit my job, where I've had to go and get another job. You Shit. Know? Yeah, being both ends of that stick where you're winning, then you're losing. Dry spells, man. Yeah. Yeah, dry spells are the riskiest part. Uh, but find yourself a way of employment that you can always guarantee money and easy work. Cafe work. Yeah. Done. Weekends. All the time. Yeah. Make All coffee. Right. That's it. <laughs> Cover rent. Can be done. Yeah. Right? That's it. Can be done. Mm. On top of that, you're going to have to work your second job, which is your passion. And yeah. eventually, what you want to do really is, I mean, I say this to anyone, man. If you're doing, if you're in your situation, mm. it's not just about getting gigs. It's about building your profile and your reputation as an artist. Yeah. Because you haven't advertised yet and you already gained a reputation, right? Yeah. So I'm hoping to take the, the local, the locals by storm and get my name out there and just keep growing and growing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I just, uh, I'm loving it. I can't wait for the next one. I'm just, I love running around the crowd, being a dickhead as always, mm. taking shots. And well, the most profitable are wedding photographers. They're the, pro- they're the yeah, profitable ones. Yeah, but oh, it's so intimidating. I see them like, oh, they only get married. Well, people don't get married once now these days. <laughs> <laughs> but Plenty like, of work. Yeah, they only get married with that woman once. And if I stuff it up, then it's on my ass. It's true, man. That's, uh, yeah, it's a oh, difficult, difficult game. I think the next adventure for photography would probably be a baby shower oh yeah it's pretty stressful but it's not as crazy as a wedding i think well then you got studio work as well so working with a cyclorama yeah you know? i'm not i want to get into like videography for the events but then i've only done cooking videos oh dude um, but i want to get into it for sure videography again is a different beast man mm. there are similarities don't get me wrong there's crossover yeah but um videography is more about um a framing between frames yeah. So movement, motion, capturing, and uh, set design. So how an image is populated. But you get that in photography as well, how an image is populated. Yeah. They would refer that as the uh, the maison scène of uh, photography. So huh. the image within the image. Uh, and then you have the, and the maison abim, which is the image in the image in the image, you know, the continuum. Uh, yes, yeah. Or it goes on and on and on. Mm. But the maison scène is the uh, the framing of it. And also, then you've got, you know, the, the rules of thirds, man. But with videography, like, if you look at your image there, right? So, videography is that you've got headroom. Yeah. We've got looking room, because I'm talking into this space, and you're talking into that space. Oh, uh, okay. So, that's videography, man. So, it's a different, yeah. different kettle of fish. It is a different kettle of fish. I've, I got into it, and I was like, oh, hang on a minute. This is different. This is definitely different. There are principles and rules. If you figure them out, yeah. you can make money. Personally, I think... From what I know of, I think photos are definitely easier than videos. I think they're harder. Really? Yeah, man. Video, I can do all day. Photos are... Photos? Man, I've, I've filmed weddings. I've never, photog- I've never done ph- photography. Really? Oh, yeah, I'd be man. shit scared of video. I've got a mate that does... A big shout out to Harry, actually. Oh, he, yeah. shot my, he shot my uh, wedding. Nice. Um, I, that is such an important job. that it, like Doing the video, videography... There's a lot of noise to hide. You can hide in a lot of spaces. Mm. It's more forgiving. Because yeah. it's in real time, right? Photos okay. isn't real time. We're just, just staring right at this one frame. Mm. Oh, man, if you only did this. Yeah, if no you one, just... 
flick that hair further back, that would have been perfect. Yeah, that could have been edited better. This could have been that. Could yeah. have been, it's more under scrutiny. Yeah, I try and reduce the amount of editing because I've kind of I, I really want my photos natural. Mm. I, the only thing I really edit is uh, the brightness. Yeah, okay. Of the flash, if it's too, because f- it, people like to run up in front of the camera, yeah, thinking yeah. it's not going to blind them. <laughs> And then they're like, is it a good photo? I was like, So you've nah. learned that people are idiots. Oh, mate. Two hours <laughs> it's a valuable lesson to learn. Yeah. I love watching... I'm at a club and I'm watching the time click over. Mm. And everyone's very serious. Oh, let's get some family photos. Two hours here and the music's getting louder. I've put the earbuds in. She's ready to go. Yeah. And, oh, people just get absolutely reckless. It's it's so funny because then you can really get those really nice action shots of people just being absolute dickheads. Yeah, yeah. Make and, sure you put that in front of the website. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, the, the nuns are coming out, the mums are coming out. Like, oh shit! And then the battery goes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, I've been in I've been in mosh pits doing video, videography, right? Oh. And it's usually back in the day, like normally they're radio linked. Now they have radio transmitters that link it to the main source, which is usually a van out the back, right? Okay. Um, which they refer to as a OB van, oh. outside broadcast van, right? Oh, nice. So that would have like a switch, like, like kind of what I showed you back here, the switch desk where you've got images that uh, come in and yeah. you a new live switch and you can fade and and you mm. can have them on mic and direct them where to do the videography, right? Yeah. But back in the day, they used to have what they call a triaxle. So a cable comes out the back and a power cable. Oh, shit. So you've got this rig on your shoulder and yeah. you're in a mosh pit and people pour beer on you. Oh. Pulling your cables. It's like pulling <laughs> your ponytail, right? Because when people are pissed, man, they do stupid things, you know? Mm. And they think because you're part of the show and you're within reach, they can fuck with you. Yeah. Right? It's like, well, this guy's sober. Let's play around with him. Let's fuck with him, right? Mm. So, yeah, you're, yeah, especially doing that sort of stuff, you get fuck with all the time. The worst one in like videography, I must say, is when I'm interviewing someone on the street and there's always a car that goes by and goes, Hey! Oh, there's always that one dickhead. It's like, no one wants you here. Bugger off. It's not live <laughs> TV, bro. And uh, we're going to edit that out and do it another take. Uh, that's just how that goes, man. Um, yeah, man. There's always that sort of person. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I think there are definitely um, similarities between single-frame capture and multi-frame capture. Yeah. Um, you know, i.e., you know, photo- mm. photography versus videography. But then you then you go into cinematography as well, which is another art in itself. Oh, yeah, that's pretty uh, spicy. Yeah, but look, look, I've done cinematography on a few things before. Mm. Uh, educated in how to do it, but I'd say the best education I've ever had has been a videographer and doing cinematography, just doing it. Yeah. Um, being commissioned for, for film work um, is uh, a scary uh, proposition, uh, but uh, totally achievable if, you, if you're mm. so inclined. Yeah. Yeah. I love watching people when they spend all this money on a tape course, on like a surf or like a diploma in photography, mm. and they don't do anything with it. And you get these people who learn on the job and they're actually creating good content. And like, I'd like to go to TAFE or to uni to do uh, photography if it gets into that stage of yeah, life. If it's necessary. Yeah. If it's necessary. But at the moment, if I'm learning on the job and I'm still creating good content, I think, good content so far. Yeah. Oh, it looks pretty good, man. I watched it looking at stuff online, man. Yeah. It looks pretty boss, yeah. And I was like, what's the point of spending $10,000 on a cert for 
And or a diploma, a degree, whatever. Yeah. Oh, with that said, man, like, I, I would say this. There's, I've got two persuasions on that, right? Mm. Like, I've had, like, you know, uh, I've been, you know, lucky enough to have, you know, over 120 guests on this show. And most of them are artists. Most of them are videographers, yeah. actors, um, uh, directors, authors, wow. uh, photographers, drummers, singers, guitarists, right? Yeah. And... What I can see a split between out of talking to all of those people is that there are those that are self-taught and those that go and get an education and are also self-taught. Because anyone who gets an education is also self-taught. Yeah. There's an element of practicality, mm. right? You can get theory all you like. Unless you're operating a camera, you don't know how to use one. Like, yeah, you've you got to look at it, play with it. Yeah, use it. Don't give me a book. Give me the, the real thing. I hate... Lo- Learning from a book is not my forte. I'm more mm. of a hands-on-the-job kind of situation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, nah, couldn't do books. <laughs> yeah, no, people are different learners, man. Yeah, visual for me. Uh, but I would certainly say there's one thing that I got out of doing university as a practical person. There's one thing I definitely got out of it, and that was not so much... Don't get me wrong, there was the theory behind, you know, the Gutenberg press and understanding what mediums are and mm. Figuring out semiotics and maison scène and you know uh, rules of thirds, all of these mm. flash ideas of the, the rules of filmmaking and photography and cinematography. Yeah. But the real thing I got out of it was the use of software, um, going and do, using edit software mm. and working with uh, practitioners that know how to cut. That's something that I got out of tertiary education. Was wasn't so much the front end front end of using a camera mm. was what you do with it afterwards. Yeah. That was something that I got a lot of value at. But you could do that on YouTube as well, though. Really? Yeah. I'm uh, I'm starting to get into the editing kind of style. And I changed the editing software. I'm so glad I did. What are you using now? I think I'm using Lightroom okay. at the moment. Yeah, Lightroom with... um Yeah, so it's Adobe. Yeah, so I'm just using basic Lightroom. Um, working so much better than some of the other stuff I'm using or was using. Well, I'd recommend Canva for... I'm using Canva at the for moment. For reshaping, yeah, so um, adding, adding yeah, text. I've been using Canva for about six months now. So I use Canva to post on Instagram. Yeah. But I'll do most of like... Uh, uh, Lightroom does better shading. Mm-hmm. Um, it adjusts the lighting better than Canva. Yeah. So I do that on Lightroom and then I take it to Canva and then post it from there because it's so hard to get the image to fit. But Canva's got those those Codex. uh, codexes, and it's, it's got like, the great oh, codex, it's man. So good. Yeah, yeah. Look, I I'm a real I'm an Uber nerd, but I get my team to use Canva mm. um, because it's very easy to codec and to format your work. Mm. Uh, but um, when I use Photoshop and Lightroom, I just format it the way I need it. I I I'm, have I'm to a, use. I'm pretty geeky too. <laughs> sorry, sorry to say, everyone knows it. Everyone knows it, man. Just 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 email me. I'll do you some shit. <laughs> I, the only reason why I do Lightroom is because it allows me to post or upload seven or oh, not even 700, uh, 1200 shots. Mm. And it's really good because you can go through them really nice and quick yeah. and choose what ones you want. And then once you do that, you can put your watermark and all of them at once instead yeah, yeah, of overlays, yeah. in, individually doing it. So I think it's good for that. Yeah, Canva's great for overlays for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. if it's just Instagram, I'll do the like my own overlays on that. Um, or even just in Instagram, man, you can once you've take your raw photo and you've got your your, your snap of it, mm. whacking in Instagram. The editor in Instagram is pretty good as well. Yeah, like, it goes alright. It's not too bad. It's a, it's a good. It's a good. There's another one that I use. Man, let me look it up. I've got it here. There's the other one that I use is for I when I do composites. Use, I used to use Place It to make logos and stuff. Layout. Layout's the other one I use. Ah, uh, yeah, layout. <laughs> yeah, not bad. Yeah, not yeah. bad. Yeah, it depends on the purpose of the photo. Yeah, it depends. 
So, yeah. but nah, it's... Man, there's a whole world out there, though. There really is. It's so weird. Like, like, uh, like, man, I'm a dinosaur, man. Like, back in the day, man, this is really hard to do. It's yeah, super hard. It's so, so easy now. So easy. And I, I used to watch all these YouTubers, you know, in the States. I'm like, oh, that looks piss easy. Oh, yeah, to make a bloody video. I'm like, mm, hang on, there's so much more to it now. It's like, oh, shit, this is actually not that easy. It's kind of like going into a contemporary art gallery and going, they're just scratches on a on a canvas. Surely mm. I could do that. And then you go and do it and go, oh, fuck, there's more involved in it. Yeah. I thought I could do that. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> so oh, fuck, is this right for me? I don't know. But <laughs> no, but it's, it's a good sign for good art, right? Yeah. If you look at it and go, man, I could do that. And then you realise, man, it's way more nuanced than that. It's really yeah. hard. Then you have an appreciation for the person that built the thing that inspired oh, you. I see so many photos. So they made it look so easy. Yeah, I see so many photos and they use their phone. And it fucking shits me. I'm like, oh, it's too much grain, too much noise. I don't like it. Yeah. You know, I could take a better photo, but it's on their phone. But you realise when people post their photos, I'm like, that looks shit. Why would you put that on your, your, your profile photo? Mm. And then you send all these beautiful shots and they still don't use your photo. Oh. And an absolute fucking shit smell like, <laughs> I took I spent 20 minutes staring at you at the club trying to get good shots and you of still you, didn't like it and you still didn't use it and you still use your blurry bloody photo it's like, well it's probably um, accessibility hey man I've got to take a piss really bad mate go for it hey do you guys want a dairy break do you want a dairy break no no it's alright we're, we're back from the break Back to um, the ready for another hour of uh, uh, talking, um, uh, talking shop. Yeah, I was gonna say t- talking shit. <laughs> yeah, talking shit, talking shop. Oh wow, that was a big one. I was gonna say, Jesus, you can get, enjoy your hangover tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm a seasoned professional, man. My uh, uh, wife is Eastern European. Um, <laughs> true story. Uh, central. Oh man, oh man. Uh, I've ne- I've re- I've only ever seen my wife drunk twice in her life. She, oh uh, really? Oh yeah, man. Jeez. She can drink, man. I always say to my mates, don't do shots with Misty. Uh, she will, uh, she will uh, put you to shame. So I'm a 2B screamer, so watch out, look out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, well, I've been doing light vodkas for, for your side, but my one's quite heavy. Yeah, I was going to say, yours are looking pretty spicy. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty uh, intense, that one. Yeah, well, I save money being a lightweight. All my mates are like, oh, so much money at the bar. Mate, <laughs> Two beers, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> man, that's what you want. Hey, cheers, man. Yeah, cheers, cheers, cheers. cheers, cheers thanks cheers. for having me on. It's a, it's a fun experience. I'm loving it. Yeah, man. Um, no, man, but certainly, it's again, like um, I know I was saying before, but it's great to talk to someone who's just starting out and doesn't have the weight of the world that's crushed their shoulders Fresh just yet. Fresh off the yet. block. Fresh off the block. Yeah, but again, though, that's why I want to sort of echo um, my advice before. Um, when, the, when the weight of the world comes crushing, just reflect yeah who are you and why are you doing it mm. if you look at it as a finan- a purely financial thing you're not going to win yeah you you got to do it out of love and out of passion and, and like and like I say like on my channels right when I first started out I have um, you know 20 views 10 views 100 views mm. uh, I had a clip the other day 100,000 views um, oh shit smashing now man I've been doing a, been doing the page train now for five years uh, three and a half years sorry season five three three and a half years mm. um, but uh, now it's sort of st- you know it always has moments where it's taking off and then it tapers off then it takes off and then it tapers yeah. off the key is engagement and mm. being cross platform cross promotive Open to ideas and open to conversation. Yeah. That's how you get it done. I've noticed, um, I think I might make like a, a page on some TikToks. Yeah. Because that shit, it somehow gets views. Like Dude. I watch it, I'm like, how did, it, how did that happen? 
Dude, I, I had like 20,000 views over the weekend and I've only just started on TikTok. All That's I need mad. is some hot babes on a camera and we're bloody set. <laughs> we're set. And those ones and the girls are dancing with clothes on. In the yeah. last second you watch the video, they pop it off. And like, you. Ooh, and like, you bitch, you maybe watched that for too long. <laughs> and then you watch it again because you're just thirsty. <laughs> yeah, well, there, there is that form of content. There's certainly that form of content. But that's when you're looking at the club side of things. And, and don't get me wrong, that's sensational. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's don't forget that there's other genres out there, man. Yeah. You know, don't get me wrong, the the aesthetic of the opposite sex will sell. Well, it always does. Yeah. Front photo, bang. <laughs> <laughs> no backs, only forwards. Yeah, only forwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I guess another another bit of advice would be to diversify your content. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, do different things. Uh, but again, though, um, look back into videography, man, like doing those cooking videos, right? Something motivated you to do that. Yeah. And you probably, you know, your first one would be rickety and, and shit, right? Yeah. But your next one's going to be twice as better. Mm. And eventually after you do 10 of them, you're like, man, I've got this down pat. Yeah. Then you've done 30 of them. You're going, all the other content I did before was shit. And now what yeah. I'm doing is okay. Mm. Like- You'll find your place in the world. I just love being a dickhead on camera. Like, I'm 21, let's be a dickhead. Let's just do stupid shit, throw knives around, just make some sick shit. Yeah, and well... Thought, let's put it on camera. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> oh, and sometimes that works out. Like, I was doing um, uh, stuff before with um, martial arts and stuff like that, and I ended up finding myself in a kung, kung fu movie. Oh, wicked. Just through association of knowing someone that goes, hey, can you do that on camera? I'm like, yeah, I can do that on camera. Sick. You know, uh, can you do that as an actor? Yeah, I'm not much of an actor, but I'll give it a go. Mm. And then I got the bug. I uh, can't wait to be in my next movie, man. It'll be great. Yeah. it's. Yeah. I love how word of mouth is still a thing. It's the, not still as, the most powerful thing. It's still the most powerful thing. It might be like sometimes social media is stronger, but I just love how people are like, oh, my mate told you about you and I'm like oh yes mm. yes I love word of mouth it's it's real I love seeing things in real I hate seeing fake crap on social media now these days yeah there is a lot of that um, but again what I would recommend is doing uh, behind the scenes stuff as well mm. peering behind the curtain that seems to do well uh, like there's films that we've done that were quite successful yeah and the behind the scenes content complements that but we've done films that weren't so successful <laughs> and the behind-the-scenes content did better yeah. than the content itself, right? So, um, uh, more content is more content. The more you publish and the more you do quality, um, there is a balance. You can over you can over-publish and do poor quality, right? Yeah, that's what I was worried about. It's like, oh, hang on. You need to do quality stuff, man. Um, but once you figure out the niche and how you operate, just repeat the process more often. So you become more prolific over time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. Uh, but again, entry-level stuff, man, just... Um, I, I, that's what I'm it's quite, it's quite great to see that someone just dives into it and goes, I'm going to use this old medium that everyone has access to, but I'm going to yeah. give that a shot. Yeah, I love it. It's just um, just jumped in and it's like, well, what have I got to lose? Mm. Like, I'm sick of my job. I'm bored. Mm. Let's do some shit. I think that's a big part of it, being bored, right? Yeah, I'm like, I have, I have spare time. Let's use that spare time. Let's, like, time manage. Mm. Like, Man, it's a great uh, great um, uh, outlook, man. It's all time management. Yeah. All of it is time management. It's a bit bad sometimes. I'll get mm. home and I'm like, all right, I've got two hours. 
I said, mm, I've got gym at six. I've got two hours. I've got to do something with this two hours. Yeah. I can rest when I'm asleep. Mm. I've got to get shit done. But then you get to this point and you do that for so long and then you burn out and you wonder why why you're so tired. And you're like, oh, I hate my life. It's so shit. I'm so tired. Well, the gym is helpful. Yeah, but then you overdo it. I overdo it sometimes. Yeah, but I think overdoing it at the gym will sharpen the sword further, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm a I'm a gym goer, uh, but I'd like to, um, you know, I do my cardio, I do my do my weights, do do boxing, yeah, um, do do sauna. Oh, I really swimming. want to get a sauna, like home sauna. That'd be great. Oh, that'd be great. I, I, I wish, wish I had a home sauna. I wish. I wish. I wish I had a home sauna, oh, but I go to a health club to do it. Yeah. Um, but uh, man, um, by putting yourself under stress, things become easier. Yeah. The yeah. more like now posting more photos, I'm not stressing so much. I'm like, ah, oh, piece of cake. Another day. Another day on the computer. Let's mm. go. And um, you know, that's the same thing with like martial arts. I never knew how much it helped me in life. Mm. Like I'm six years in doing jujitsu, and yeah. I never realized how many fundamentals I've brought that into my life. And I was like, oh shit. Structure, discipline. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah. you never realize it. And I'm like, it's actually making a difference. It's transcribable. Yeah. It moves, it moves to other elements of your life. It's the same with um, you know, running uh, a businessman. If you, if you sh- approach the same discipline to... Um, a martial arts that you do um, your work, you'll do well, man. Yeah. And it's mm. about finding balance. Yeah. A lot of it's about finding balance. And martial arts is all balance. Mm. It's all balance and core strength, right? Oh, so good. Yeah. Right. Um, not that I, I don't do... I've never done jujitsu. It's wicked. I've never done it. It's... The thing I love about it is that any size, like when you're wrestling someone, it's such a good feeling choking mm. or submitting someone out. Double your size, double your strength. And it's it's so empowering. It's like, yes, I got you, motherfucker. Yeah. And he's there, just almost passed out, like just dead. Yeah. Love so it. when I spar people in that regard, I just make sure they never get a hold of me because I'm a, I'm a striker. Yeah. Like I I will strike you until I win. Right? Yeah. That's my I'm approach. I'm very basic with striking. I'm just like, someone give me a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, it came from like because I used to be um, when I was back in the military, I was in the boxing team. Yeah. So you get used to being hit. Mm. Uh, but you also get used to delivering a, a punch. Yeah. And then take that into other spaces when you do carders with weapons and you find that they're um, uh, transcribable as well. So the use of uh, um, a katana or the use of a bow or mm. the use of a sigh, uh, the use of nunchucks, they're all interchangeable. Yeah. Back rolls, um, forward attack, parries, they're all integratable. And then remove the weapon from your hands and do the same carder. <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah. And, and you're running figure eights, right? So you're running blocks and you're running running strike. Uh, so if if you ever if you are lacking a sensei in your life, pick up weapons and figure out how to wield them, mm. and it will teach you natural organic carders. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I really I had um this dude. Uh, he was a um a bikey dude that taught me when I was back living in Perth, <laughs> and he taught me how to use size. And from the use of size, I was able to extrapolate across other weapons and figure out how to... And then I would cross spar with people. So I'd go sigh versus bow. Oh, or nunchuck nice. versus sigh. Yeah. And then that changes the game again. You have to... It becomes a, a chess game as well. Because mm. you have to anticipate. You have to um, integrate. You have to um, be... Um, uh, you have to improvise. 
Yeah. You have to improvise your moves and understand the repercussion of a move as well. Muscle memory, I've noticed. Massive. Muscle memory is... Mm. Oh, so good. Man, they've done a lot of studies into this, man. Um, they, like, do you know they found that there's neurons in your heart? There's neurons in your stomach? Holy shit. What? They have their own brains, yeah. That's wicked. Essentially, they're, 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 it makes sense, though. How does the brain talk to the heart with, unless it has continuity with it? Yeah. It's just not a nerve ending. It's actually mm. a communication. Yeah. So that it's neurocommunicating, cool. right? So it's, it's, it's chemical neurocommunication, right? Mm. So it's the same with your muscle memory. Like, you know when they, they, the old doctor's test where they um, put a knee over a... Oh, uh, they, alleged, they tap it? Well that, it? well, that signal doesn't go to the brain. It goes to the spine and comes back. It's a reflex. Uh, reflex yeah. memory. Mm. So muscle memory ties into that. How to throw a strike becomes muscle memory. Yeah. And there's multiple ways to throw a strike. Yeah, you, you, you can announce it. You can announce a strike or you can be sneaky with it. And mm. there's a bandwidth in between, right? Mm. Um, so like for instance, um, uh, Muhammad Ali was uh, fa- famous for the robo-dope. Yeah, he was. He would throw a left out, out, out into nowhere. <laughs> and the opponent will look at the left and meanwhile, he initiates yeah. with a right. <laughs> and it's all... And sneaky. That, that's, a cha- that's a chess game. Mm. That's a psychological game, but through muscle memory. I think it's very clever. It's very cl- yeah, very yeah. clever fighter. Yeah, yeah, totally, man. And 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 many many that have preceded him as well. Uh, not being struck is a good a good tip in a fight. Don't yeah, get it. I, I'm like properly being punched in the face. I wanted to experience it soon. Don't recommend it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I, I'd like to recommend it in a in a class, in a sporting not, sense. Yeah, yeah, in a sporting sense, but not. Out clubbing. <laughs> yeah, I, look, I've experienced both, um, mm. and I would say they have the same impact. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I always worry about CTE and stuff like that because I've like I, I had yeah. um, several boxing matches in my life, mm. and I know that I've been hit where I saw stars, where like I know that I was concussed and still continued with the fight. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and and at the same, I know I've delivered concussions mm. to people before as well yeah um especially in the boxing boxing ring uh there was a time where we didn't even have for amateur fights we didn't even have headgear in in the military yeah we just we just boxed <laughs> just boxing match right um which was awesome because you got a pentecostal church behind you with 600 dudes cheering on the fight right hell yeah um yeah and the full spec as well like you know, the misogynistic days of, um, you know, uh, a chick in a bikini walking around with the number oh, of the round. You know, we did, you know, the whole, <laughs> the whole box and dice, right? It was the whole experience. I, I remember there was um, one time in 1st Battalion, right? Uh, the band was saying to us, man, we did a gig with the Rebel Bikey gang like a week ago. We're like, yeah. And he goes, it was nowhere near as rough as this fucking party. We're like, awesome. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, there was even chairs that were thrown into the ring that night. It was, Holy shit. It was fucking intense, man. It was an intense job. Those are have. the nights you're like, fuck, that was good. Oh, but that was just normal, man. Like Another Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you bring that into today's context, like, people would be outraged by that, man. Yeah. For us, it was normal. This is normal. Now, people are like, oh, I did this thing, they do a post and whinge about climate change and a bunch of other stuff, and oh, my life's shit. Yeah. It's just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it'd be misogynistic, and it would be classified as, um, you know, um, you know, toxic masculinity. These oh, days, it's, it's pretty, pretty and, spicy. And it's um, yeah, and it's definitely as well. It would be um, uh, 
negligible not to be wearing headgear because you're not looking after concussions, right? Yeah. And I'm not saying none of those things are valid. I'm just saying for the context of the time, mm. they weren't even in the spectrum of thought. No, they weren't. They just weren't a so part got, of the idea. If you got knocked out, then that was cool. Get back up. Let's yeah, go. that was it. it, it yeah. There was, there was an air of get over it, princess. Yeah. Like when know, I was, um, which I think it has its toxic implications. Don't get me wrong. Like yeah. there's parts of that you go, man, that's pretty dodgy. But I'm, just, I guess what I'm trying to say is, I'm just trying to bring it to the zeitgeist of the time. It was just acceptable at the time. And looking back on it, I go, fuck, man, that was rough. Like a, a few months ago, one of the blokes hurt his wrist. He was he was new on the mats, and he's like, oh, my wrist. And I said, you got three limbs. Get the fuck back on the mat. <laughs> I said, get back on. I don't care. Wrestle now. He's like, oh, no, no, get ice pack. I'm like, I don't care. Get back on. Mm. If you want to be in a martial arts, yeah. you've got to like put your bloody work into it. Yeah, and tough it through, man. Like, Yeah, I've I- had some nights. You just, you got, you haven't had water in two hours. You've been fighting. You're just exhausted. You've got nothing else in the tank. Mm. And you can feel your body just shut down and get yeah. goosebumps. And you're just ready to collapse. And it's That's such mad. a good feeling. I've been there a few times in my life yeah, to the end. it sucks balls. Yeah, but the strange thing is, like, I've been taken to the end, especially um, when I was uh, working with the, the you know, uh, guys over in Perth, man, in the Special Forces, man. Like, I was a, I was like a, what you call a black hatter. Mm. Uh, so, uh, I work with what you call door kickers, right? Like, they're the uh. first guys kicking the door and <laughs> doing the bizzo, right? But I was a, a glorified accountant with a rifle. But we still had to do very similar training to them. And we would be working with what you call a PTI, a, a physical training instructor. Mm. And the physical training instructor from the General Army to the Special Forces is not in fucking day, bro. Like, <laughs> you're not just a soldier now. You're an athlete. You have to perform. And there's no such thing as no, I'm not doing that. You have like, to. You have to. Yeah. Otherwise, you go, well, what business do you have being in this job? Like, you go, well, I want to be here. Well, good. Get to work. Um, <laughs> no one's no one's yelling at you. No one's barking at yeah. you. Yeah, it's it's your choice. I love a good ball breaker. Yeah, but then then it's self reflective, right? Like, how far will my body go? And I remember there's always that moment in that there's always that moment where there's this look on the new guy's face, and and you've been don't get me wrong, you've been the new guy. Oh yeah, we go. I can't do this. I, I I can't. It's like what am I doing here? I don't belong here. <laughs> yeah. I'm outmatched. I'm fucked. Yeah. And then after a few sessions, you go, oh, I've I've got this. Yeah. Like, I'm battle hardened to this now. Yeah. And then the new guy rocks up, and they you see the look on their no, face. You go, no. oh, that's what I look like when I got here. That poor bastard. I look at him like fresh meat. Let's go. Let's get my submissions up. <laughs> oh, dude, I've slept on my arms before because if you didn't sleep on your arms, they would be cramped, and you couldn't. Straighten them out. So I'd sleep on my arms so they would be straight when I woke up. Jeez. It was intense. That's when I do too much biceps. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's sore. That's sore. But but I guess my lesson is, you know, with that breaking point that you're talking about? Yeah. There's another one. Oh, there's another one. There's another one. You think you're broken, but if I pushed you, you'd find another. It's just human nature. Yeah. It really is. It's very primal. Yeah. I like it. I love getting to that stage of like, you know, I'm primal. This I'm at is, the limit. I'm at the limit. Like, this is my body kicking in, doing, the, you know, doing what it's supposed to do. And it's it's a really cool feeling of, like, I can keep going. Well, I've learned the limit when you think you've gotten to the limit. 
There's actually another limit, and it gets worse because then you get to that limit, and then you go because the first in in, in in normal terms, I refer to it as the second wind. Mm. You ever heard this term where I'm knackered, but oh, I've got a second wind? Yeah, yeah. There's a third. There's a fourth. There's a fifth. Far there's out. more on you than there's more on anyone can yeah. you can even fathom. If if push come to shove, you can take the human body very very far. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to experience it, knowing it's going to suck balls. But um, I love pushing myself to the absolute limits and seeing what's gonna, what's the outcome. What will crack me? Yeah. Where's the crack point? Yeah. Where do I go? Fuck this! I'm out. Yeah, and I, I love putting myself. I like putting myself in uncomfortable situations. I'm like, oh, what's gonna happen if I go there? Or you know, how am I gonna do this? And um, I've always wanted to travel overseas by mm. myself and just really put myself in an un- interesting one. uncomfortable situation and be like, how the fuck am I going to get out of this? Yeah. Like, what am I going to do with myself overseas? Yeah. I, I, well, again, there's there's people that I know that mm. will do the plan. They'll go, I've got a plan to go overseas. There's people that I know that have no plan, just a plane ticket. Oof. Which one are you? Because uh, I, I can be both. I was, I was thinking. I've done both of them. I'd like to do them, but oh, the man. money, yeah, man, it's always the money, right? But uh, the but strange thing is, money, the lack of money forces you to do things they, that are different. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm, Concessions I is a nice to way that. to put it. I got Concession. To yeah, I, I'll concede this little thing so I can get this done. Mm. You know, uh, but I uh, know, oh, as I say, as you flourish and as you survive, you learn to thrive. Yeah, like I was thinking of just doing a trip and just driving to um, middle of Australia in my car and just see what happens. Totally recommend it. Yeah, totally recommend I've that. I've got a ute. It's all set up. It's modern. I thought, I was like, oh, I can go there. But I was like, oh, but it's, I'll go there by myself. I was like, no one else is going to fucking do this that I know. No one's going to do it. I said, why don't I just do it? Mm. Two weeks, straight center. See, I feel like I would learn so much out of it. Solitude as well, man. Yeah. Um, I there's there's the, there's advice I used to give to people before I moved to Sydney, and uh, that would be get an apartment, live on your own, because mm. then you are the master of your own domain, and you are the person that decides when the dishes are done. You're the person that decides when the washing happens. Good feeling. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, at one point you go, well, if I don't do the washing, then I've got no clothes. If I don't do the dishes, I've got no dishes. Yeah. 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 At some point you have to, or you don't. You can wear the same clothes again. Eat off the same dirty plate. You can have it. You got choices. <laughs> that old noodle just hanging on the side. <laughs> you got choices in the world, and I know people have done both. Man, I, I'm the I'm the cleanliness guy. I like to make things. I won't I won't party while sitting in ash. I know yeah. people that will. I've got to make my bed. Have to. For, yeah, man, it's good advice. It really is. Yeah, Ben was great advice. Yeah, if you I've... fuck up the day, at least you come back to a made bed. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. It's a. It is a good feeling. People who don't make the bed, I can make your bed. It's such a good feeling coming home. It's like, oh. Yeah, but there's people out there as well, I would say. You know, I know that's a really easy uh, um, reference point, people out there, some people say. Yeah. Uh, but some people that I've discovered that complain a lot really don't have their shit together. No, some old Karen running around the corner. Yeah, they're quick to complain, but not quick to fix. Yeah, and she probably wonders why life is so fucking miserable. It's like, well, you've done this. Well, maybe it shouldn't be looking outwards. Maybe you should be uh, looking inwards. Yeah, thinking outside the box. Yeah, Instead yeah. of thinking, he did this wrong, maybe you did that wrong. Yeah, but I'm a victim blamer. 
<laughs> I really am. I really am. Sometimes I can be, and that includes myself. Sometimes I. Uh, sometimes we love to announce ourselves as the victim. Like, mm. oh man, why don't things just work out for me sometimes? Oh, me, me all week. My like, fuck's sake. Just give me a break, bro. Yeah. Just give me a break. Like, just you have those weeks. Give me the lotto numbers. Fuck, how hard <laughs> is it? Yeah, how fucking hard is it? Just give me something that I can look up to. I'm like, oh, okay, but um. Ah, life blows hot and cold all the fucking time. And I'm 21, and I think I know it, what I really don't, and it's so much more to do. Dude, there's just another 10 questions to the first answer that you find. Ah, Really. It really is. Because then you get existential, right? Mm. You get existential really quickly in life. Especially around your 30s, man, you start getting existential. When you hit your 40s, you start, like, questioning mortality. Mortality is a weird one, man. Fuck. (laughs) Well, because at the start of your life, at your 20s, right, you're going to weddings, you're going to um, uh, wedding the baby's head, you know, your friends are having babies, and you go and experience these triggers to the starts of life. When Mm. you start hitting 40, people start passing away. So you now start... Oh, jeez, I'm next. (laughs) Yeah. Where's your mortality? Self-reflection, man. It's really, uh, really bizarre. I work in aged care. And, oh wow! And I'm like, fuck, man. See around this shit all the time, mate. I see it every day. I've mm. seen every part of the skin you could think of. <laughs> Horrific. I've never seen a grey. Colorful. I've never seen a grey <laughs> pube though. Never seen them. Oh wow! I've never seen any woman or gentleman with grey pubes. Oh wow! They've said it's there, but I swear they're not grey. Some of them. Yeah. Well, maybe the ones I've seen, they're not. Grey. Well, I got grey hair on, on, on the roof, but nothing on the uh, on the carpet. Yeah. I think it's the last bit that goes grey. Yeah, okay. I've had people saying it goes grey, but it actually goes mostly bold. Okay. You just lose it. Oh wow! You go like it's like so. Merkins are a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's just like little little long hair just kind of hanging out everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, it's a bit weird. I never thought we would end up here. The uh, the extent of the aging pubic hair. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Love a good old cooch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Yes, where the fuck's my pad change? <laughs> oh God! Now you now now you're punching me in the face. Yeah, it's like no, fuck off, Margaret. You're not getting one now. <laughs> Lord have mercy again, Jesus. Yeah. Not that I'm uh, religious, but I do say Jesus a lot. <laughs> well, do you know the true meaning of Jesus? Like where, that there's a dude that no. reckons he's deciphered the meaning of Jesus. Really? Yeah, it means the semen over a mushroom. God's semen over a mushroom. Semen? Why semen? Because the uh, flesh of the gods, psilocybin. Yeah, Jesus what? is a trippy name, bro. Fuck yeah. Jesus is a trippy name. Jeez. Yeah, Jeez Louise. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't he supposed to be dark, dark skin too, Jesus? Yeah, Jesus would be a dark-skinned dwarf. Yeah, Dwarf? Yeah, man. Like People were shorter back in the day, man. Oh, they were. Yeah, less nourishment, less growth. Jesus. Yeah, oh, I know. Yeah. Hey! That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> time. Yeah, I can't help it. I forget I say it. Yeah, yeah. Semen over a mushroom. Semen over a mushroom. <laughs> Fuck. All well, those instead of saying Jesus, you can just go... Semen over a mushroom. You get these Bible <laughs> bashes. Fucking... How dare you? Oh, man. Oh, look, uh, I think... Bible bashes aren't too bad. It's just when they get really pushy. That oh, becomes a and they, th- they throw it down your throat. It's like, I respect your religion and your choice of life, but mm. don't shove it down my throat. Oh, look, man, again, though, like, I'm an agnostic guy. I'm, I'm sitting on the fence, like, um, yeah. if, you know, if, if gravity was a little bit less, mm. the universe would fall apart. Yeah. Gravity was a little bit more, the, gravity, uh, the universe would collapse on itself. Yeah. Uh, if I was going to sign something off, I think a solar eclipse is a good way of showing off precision, right? Because mm. if the moon was 
any little bit bigger or any little bit smaller, solar eclipses wouldn't happen. Yeah. Right? Interesting way to look at it. But I guess my point is, is that uh, is there a grey uh, haired old man in the sky going, uh, who's really jealous? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, really jealous. You know, who's like, um, look, I, crea- I did creation, I created light, I created the planets, I did the moons, I created humanity, but I just can't work out the bills. I need a quick donation, pass that plate around. Yeah, literally, <laughs> bullshit. And don't let me pay tax on that because, uh, again, problem with the bills. Yeah, I want free food. I want, <laughs> you know, I want this. But, but again, though, I understand religion, though. I understand it. I get it. Like, um, do you tell kids that their mother's rotting in the ground? You don't do that. Yeah. It's a bad story to tell. Yeah. She's it's up in heaven looking down on you saying that, you know, you should be a good boy. Does sound better. Sounds a little bit better. But I don't know. I just, uh, it's a weird... But so does Santa Claus. We go, hey, man, be yeah. good. You get a good present, right? And you get, you get to, rewarded. And you get 18. He's like, oh, he's just a pedophile. <laughs> 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 no. <laughs> Santa's not a pedo. He Santa only comes... He comes once a year. Oh, clearly he's a pedo. He's yeah. hanging out in chimneys and giving kids presents. That's it. Yeah, and they're for free. They're yeah. for free. Even in inflation, and you they're find free. out he's your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> we just got deep. <laughs> confessions on the pagey train. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Jesus mm. H. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Catholic yeah. Church has nothing to answer. I uh, have all disclaimers from here on in. Mm, religion and cultures and it's so strange in, and now it's fucking aliens which I, I personally think I'm a bit of a believer with aliens I'm like fuck we can't be the only ones surely not yeah but uh, I guess the real question is have aliens made contact with us or yeah. are we in fact the uh, bastard children of aliens that's what I thought who knows who knows so it's a bit of a, a bit of a twisty one Oh, well, if you look at the numbers, man, if you just look at the numbers, right? There's so fucking many. Have you seen... Hey, actually, I've got something for you to pull up online there, uh, Jan. Can you check out the um, uh, deep space image? Let's go for that. Deep space image. I'm going to pull this up, right? I'm going to ask you a question. See how quick we can pull this up. Deep Mm. space image. Yeah, okay. Pull. Uh, yeah, yeah. Pull one oh, of those bad boys. Oh, those new images they uh, created. They yeah, look yeah. wicked. Yeah, yeah, well, this one's from Hubble. Right? There's one from Hubble. That's the famous. That's what you call a deep space image, right? Okay. Now, all of those dots are galaxies. They're not stars. Nah. They're galaxies, yeah. right? So, in those galaxies, each one of those galaxies has 800 billion suns, which is the same in our galaxy. 800 billion suns, right? <laughs> So that one image, how big do you think that is in the sky? Like, if is you know, is that a meter of us looking up in the yeah. sky? Like, how big is that? I'd do you say think? it's light years away. Oh, it's light years away, but like, how big is the aperture? In the, you know, in, in uh, if we were to look up, how much sky does this represent? You know, if you oh. look, if you looked at the Southern Cross, you can go, well, it's worth you know, yeah, it, it takes up that much space, right? Yeah. How much space do you think this image takes up? Probably fuck all. It is fuck all. It it's a real fuck all. A grain of sand, <laughs> literally. That would be quite accurate. Yeah. That's about a pinprick. Yeah. That's, that's so if you it. hold a pin up to the sky... That's it. That's the aperture. Fucking hell. They're all galaxies. 800 billion suns per galaxy. Surely. In that image. We can't be the only... We're the only living things? Surely. We're the only living things? No way. They we're the only intelligent things? I just don't believe it. Yeah. Like, the rate... That means that we are... Um, be on the lotto special. <laughs> yeah, and suppose... Give me the fucking lotto, you pricks! Give yeah, me the numbers! Come on! <laughs> Mate, I'd love to travel. <laughs> yeah, no, but seriously, dude, like, we are, like, uh, very small. 
Like, if you were to describe us as um, bacteria on the back of an ant in the Sahara Desert, <laughs> that's not the right ratio. No. We're smaller than yeah, that. Yeah, like an atom, half an atom. We're just... smaller than that. It's unrepresentable in a ratio. Yeah. That's how small we are. Yeah, yeah. Not to mention bacteria itself. Mm. Like bacteria is probably all over the fucking galaxy and all over this, yeah, the fucking universe. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah, never alone intelligent life. I'm just waiting for zombies to finally appear. I think they're here. I think they're here, man. Have like, you seen those ones that insects <laughs> and there's a bacteria and it makes the insect like oh, still no. walk and it's like Oh dude, that's a fungi. We'll pull that up. Um, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Fucking pull this up, sick. man. Uh, fungi grows out of ants' head. Pull that up. Oh yeah, I'm like, oh should I eat I know, it? I know a little bit I know a little bit about this, man. It's fucking crazy, man. Uh, there's a dude that I totally. Re- there's a. Sh- there's um. Uh, check out the six ways that fungi can solve the problems of the earth. It's a TED talk. Fungi uh, is getting really popular. Have you watched the the? Yeah, here's one. Netflix? Like, yeah, pull one of these bad boys up. Pull one, any of those, man, with the mushroom growing out of it. Yeah. Holy see, see, fuck. See the uh, the ant breathes in the um, pollen from the mushroom. Yeah. Goes crazy, climbs up a tree, locks in, then dies and. Holy shit. Mushroom grows out of, head, wow. uh, out of its head and then re-releases the pollen. Um, yeah, no, there's crazy mushrooms out there, man. But do you know, man, something that spins me out about mushrooms, right? Because if you go back through the animal kingdom and the plant kingdom... Weren't they before animals? Yeah, man. The closest, the closest, uh, the, uh, the, the closest related plant to mammalian humans is fungi. What? It's why pharmacology with it works so well. It's why psilocybin works. Because mm. it's we actually have receptors in our brain to accept psilocybin. Nice. Same with um, um uh, hops as well. So hops uh. in beer. Uh, hops is a derivative of cannabis. Ah. Cannabis has seven receptors in your brain to accept the yeah uh, to accept THC. Jeez. Yeah, man. We're actually engineered and evolved to get high all the time we've evolved with these plants man yeah if you look at it's even a crazy evolution if you look at the evolution of orchids right and and flowers there is a correlation between the evolution of flowers and humans because before flowers there was no pollination of fruit it was just conifers and ferns yeah there was no humans around that time it was all dinosaurs man there wasn't even fungi that lived then because that's where all coal comes from Coal is actually compressed. Yeah, wood. compressed. Yeah, to that, create carbon, and then it wasn't biodegra- It wasn't biodegraded. Yeah, it's 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 wood that's been compressed over time because of um, uh, sedimentation, right? Yeah. Now, coal's not possible to form because of the advent of funky. Because it uh, eats the wood. Yeah, I was going to say it eats it all. It eats the wood, man. Previously, there was no fung- fungi, so it didn't eat the wood. So coal is a is a um, uh, an, an ancient rock that can never be formed again until the earth changes. And we're burning it all. <laughs> yeah, man. We're burning ancient sunlight, man. Holy uh, the ancient sunlight. Because you've got to think of it. Photosynthesis, right? Is leaves that capture yeah. the energy of the sun. Yeah. And then to... Grows a tree. Hmm. Tree dies. Compresses into the ground. We burn the tree that used to be the tree that's now coal. Hmm. We're actually burning ancient sunlight. Yeah. Is there an effect? If you burn... 200 million years of ancient sunlight in one year <laughs> versus not doing that. Is there an effect? Is it a positive or negative effect? I don't know. But there's yeah. certainly some sort of an effect. Climate changes, it's, it's so many, so much different, um, you know, studies on it now. Mm. But I, personally, I think it's definitely real. Yeah, but is it is it impactful for versus think... what's... 
preceded us. You know, I think that's the question the they don't know. The media has twisted it around. Yeah, it's politicized to scare totally. People. Um, I think they're just making it sound worse than it is, just to make money on their little... I think little... they are. I think they are. Like, don't it's like same with COVID. They made it like, oh, we're all going to fucking die. Mm. No. not Yes, people die, but a lot of them were obese or they were fucking old. Mm. It's normal. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's just like, oh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. Yeah, but I, I certainly would one. say this, though. Like, should we do cleaner energy in order to do cleaner energy? Totally. Has... Like, there's been volcanoes that have erupted in the past that have surmounted to the entire human existence of releasing all that coal. And that happened in a day huh? in, the pre- in previous to- extinction events, right? Mm. There's been six extinction events on the Earth. Six. Some of them have been cosmological, impact, media impact. But yeah. some of them have been terrestrial. So, erupting volcanoes that just wipe out, like, the, uh, that wipe out the entire plant life on the planet. Wow. Um, wipe out the plants, animals die. Bacteria remains. Yeah. There's been six points in the Earth's history where mushrooms inherited the Earth. Love mushrooms. Yeah, man. <laughs> Always wanted to try magic mushrooms. You should, man. They're oh, awesome. Yeah, because I'm like, fuck, I just want to... Hard to get. I want to awesome. sit in a... Pa- oh, the... I know a property. Oh, they they grow out of cow shit. They do. That's they how we... Shit. We found out. We never knew. And then my mate, he he's very into Outback and stuff. I've got a friend like this. And he like a full bag. I said, oh, what's that? He said, you got to cook them up. He says, no, nah, mate. He says, they're magic mushrooms. I said, oh, no, no, no. But they, he had a full bag of just golden tops. Mm. I was like, no way. <laughs> oh, can I have some? Yeah. I, I've got this idea. I don't know. It's just an idea. Um, but I want to call it, I call it the magic well. Do you know what a beef wellington is? Where you take like two pieces of beef. Oh, you you mush, mush, you, you get mushrooms down to a paste. You Beef get that to a um, a powder, and you wrap that in prosciutto around a. Uh, uh, yep, I know it now. Yeah, it took me a while. Yeah, so it's Beef Wellington's Christmas meal. Yes, it is. All right, it's Christmas meal. So, and you wrap that in pastry. So good. And it's like this. It's like a super um, meat pie, right? Yeah. With prosciutto in it, and I had this idea of making the magic well. So you drop a few magic mushrooms no in there and make the magic magic well, man. Great way to celebrate Christmas, mate. I've Take been... it to family dinner. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Surprise! Surprise the grandparents. And go and visit their dead relatives. <laughs> literally, literally. I've always everyone's like, "Oh, let's get you know, let's get have some mushy, uh, mushrooms." I'm like, "Nah." I think the first time I want to have mushrooms is I want to be in the bush, just looking into the bush. Just yeah, that makes sense. Kind of just get with nature. What I recommend, though, if you're going to do psychedelics, man, is totally um, have good company and a good mm. environment. Yeah, I was saying good environment because it's going to be a shit trip. Bad company is a bad trip. Yeah. Yeah, bad company is a bad trip. And if you notice someone that you think is really cool that's having a bad experience, there's a way to bring them out. Oh, it's really what is, easy. What is it? Super easy. You go, you're tripping, man. Uh, <laughs> just tell them that they're tripping. Yeah. Because they like, I'm tripping out. You go. I know, man. You're tripping because you're on fucking drugs, man. That's why you're tripping out. They go, oh, that's why I'm tripping out because I'm on drugs. I go, yeah, man. That's why you're tripping out, bro. And he's like, oh, that's why I'm tripping out. You go, yeah, man. We love you, man. Oh, that's sick. That's how you get them out. If they don't get out after that point, if they're starting to like um, talk shit, go, Mm. hey, man, what's your favorite song? Ah, that'll work. Bang, put it on. What's your favorite song, man? Let's whack that on. Nice. That's how you get them out. 
You've got to get him out emotionally. It's an emotional problem. I used to get high with my mates at my house all the time, but I don't do it anymore because they eat all my fucking food. <laughs> <laughs> they fucking eat it all. <laughs> and the, the, you know what they do? They get all the, the fucking wheat bicks. I don't know why people do this. I never did it this. Is, as a I, kid. I totally did this. I know what you're going to say. They put like 12 fucking wheat bicks in a bowl, yeah. crush it up, put it in the micro, bring it out, and it turns into like wheat bicks porridge. Bix porridge, I'm porridge like, yeah. What the fuck? It's fucking mad. Whack some sugar on the top of that bad boy. <laughs> and if you're really hardcore, whack some brown sugar on top of it. Wee. Yeah, man. That's the fucking shit, bruh. No, I could never <laughs> get into it. Never. It's mad, dude. Oh, cornflakes. I used to do cornflakes in a, um, oh, cornflakes. In a really big bowl. Jesus. Yeah, cornflakes in a big bowl. That was that was back in my high school uh, bong smoking days for sure. Oh, I yeah. think my favorite high snack would be a kebab. Kebab is like all-purpose. Snack, snack pack, maybe. Yeah, no, but a kebab is all-purpose problem solver. Oh, mate. It's an all-purpose uh, problem solver. You, you've just eaten dinner, you've had a cone, <laughs> and you're going to eat this full kebab. And you wake up the next morning wondering why you've got to take a shit so bad. <laughs> well, the kebab shit is very impressive, generally uh, because you've had an insane amount to drink the night before. <laughs> it's usually coupled, coupled with a whole bunch of tequila, yep. black sambuca, a couple of oh, beers, and then a kebab. Sambuca. Hallelujah. Love Hallelujah. Good, <laughs> love a good grog bog. Absolutely love him. AGB. Pardon? AGB. After grog bog. AGB. Yeah, yeah. What's love that? Good, it's an after grog bog. AGB. Oh, <laughs> Gotta have an AGB, mate. <laughs> AGB for before the hair of the dog. <laughs> Do you, are you a hair of the dog man? I love the hair of the dog. Uh, you're a hair of the dog man. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're hair of the dog right yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been on a fucking weekly bender. I can see it all over you. Fucking yarn. Shows up to work. Oh, man, I'm fucking hungover. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, that's me every Saturday. And then the boss is like, why are you hungover? I was like, well, I've got a life. I'm 21, bro. Yeah. My life is hungover. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. I had a bit of a, a spicy weekend, just... <laughs> spicy. Yeah, What what what's the, the phrase... Uh... Beer before grass on your ass. Grass before beer, you're in the clear. That it. Yeah, when you around. hit thirties, man, it doesn't matter anymore. You actually <laughs> go. I want the grass after beer because I don't want to be in the fucking clear. I do like how. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I had a massive chunder on the weekend. It was wicked. Oh, vomit with force. I like that. I love a good vom. Like yeah. Penner Station. <sighs> Oof. It's good fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, dude, I've had um, uh, I've had some impressive chunders in my day. I think big shout out to Francis and his uh, at his wedding. I woke up in a pile of wood chips in the car park. <laughs> wood it's chips, a total mystery. Uh, but my wife rescued me. Thank fuck. But yeah, I do remember the. Uh, you know that you know after you finished fin- finished. You know, after you've finished vomiting and there's that dry heave Ooh. because you're still that crook. Yeah. But your body's like, you need to get rid of this alcohol. And then you're like trying to, but it's in my blood system. Yeah. Oh, there's nothing else. That's it. That's it, man. Ooh. I'm fucked. I got nothing else. Tell you what, I'll go drink some water and we can throw that up. How about that? Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. I had a bit of a weird one. When I was in New Zealand, I was at a club and um, I was trying to get with this girl. And she kept feeding me tequila. I don't do tequila. Tequila's a horrible, horrible beast. Unfucking believable. Don't do it. You but you hang out with Pat though. Yeah. Big shout out, Pat. He loves his tequila, bro. He loves his tequila. He's a fucking fiend. He's a fucking pool and tequila fiend. Oh, can't do it. This is why I'm hungover today. It's his fault, isn't it? It is fucking his fault. I saw him online, man. Uh, He was singing with his new bird. 
Yeah, yeah, no, he 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 fed us like three tequilas. Yeah, and he, he just that. gives it to you. I was like, oh, it's, it's, bro, beer is not cheap now. And he's like, no, I have one, I have one. And I was like, I can't fit it in. No, dude, man, he's a machine. Uh, yeah, yeah, me and him have never reached each other's limit. It's, my limit, horrible. My limit's too quick. No, but he won't. Yeah, well, you. Yeah. <laughs> Two beer screamer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cadbury's boy, we used to call it. <laughs> Two and a half glasses of full cream. There we go. Hey, man, I'm almost near the end of this uh, battery, and I think we're nearly end of this podcast. Yeah, no worries. Uh, but, man, look, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. Yeah, no, it's been wicked. Uh, look, uh, I hope you take uh, on board some of the advice. I may have a gig for you, like, yes. for, for Maine the West. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I can't pay an arm and a leg, but maybe just a leg. Yeah. Maybe I'll use uh, Yarn's leg. Can I borrow your leg? Yeah, Why yeah, not? We, we'll, yeah, we're going to sell on the black market so we can pay this. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but man, once again, like, um, you know, uh, I know you're super green and right into there, man, but um, hey, uh, it's a good testament for people to give it a good fucking red hot shot, man, and that's what yeah. you're doing, man, I love give your content. Yeah. I, I had no idea that you were that green, man, I looked at your content, man, it's fucking boss, bro. Ah, oh, it's heaps good, yeah, no, I just, uh, I think it's the social, I can just run in a crowd, take photos, it's, it's a piece of cake for photos, like, just, I'm a social butterfly, it's what I love. But, well, um, if someone's to find you, uh, where can they go and hire? So uh, you can check out my Instagram on Total Vibes Photography, um, or uh, you can go contact me via my email, which is Total Vibes Photography at uh, gmail At the end of the Total Vibes, it's a Z. It's not an S. It's a Z. So if you're keen, if you need a photographer, let me know. Um, Pricing isn't that fucking expensive. It's yeah, man, he's accessible. It's, it's affordable, it's accessible, and it should be fucking wicked. Man, check out Liam, man. He is fucking uh, uh, firing on all cylinders. Uh, natural talent. Go and check him out. Yes. Um, yeah, once again, thank you so much for being on the show. No worries. Thanks for having me. It was a very good experience. I definitely uh, am keen to see more. Yeah, totally. Awesome. Beautiful. Yeah, all right. And you guys have been watching The Pager Train. You're going to go and check us out on YouTube. That's right, YouTube. But don't forget to go over to Spotify and become a member. That's right, video on Spotify. But for your avid listeners out there, you can go and check us out on iHeartRadio, Apple iTunes, basically anywhere you can find podcasts. You've been watching The Pager Train, and we'll see you next time. Beauts. Sonic fucking boom, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's wicked. Tequila? Tequila? No! Hey. Oh.